I was kind of hoping I was going to burp while doing that. I felt like Nick Ness, Nick Janess, when he was on, and they went live, and he says, I got a burp. <laughs> a burp. That is such a fucking inside <laughs> joke at our school. <laughs> and um, sports retort. Sports retort. <laughs> I'm Brock Gorton. I'm Tommy Haley. Hi, YouTube. Well, YouTube as well. Fortunately, Mr. Duncan is not with us as he has to deal with some family matters. Yes. Um, T's and P's are with him right now. Hope you're so, doing okay, buddy. Taking the place of Benjamin Duncan, we have this automated uh, AI chatbot. We have this AI-generated Scott Steiner with us. Uh, Scott, can you do the math? Can you solve the quadratic equation of the sun? And does Samoa Joe have a 33% chance of winning? Hang on, I think he's wanting to say something. Well, apparently it was Kurt yeah, Angle Kurt and not Angle. Scott that's Steiner. Not, that's oh, not that's Kurt right. Angle. That's not Scott Steiner. Yeah. yeah. It, Maybe it, he tried figuring thing. out the math. Plus, when you add Samoa Joe into the mix, it must have just given us Kurt Angle for some reason. It's always Kurt Angle. It's always Kurt Angle. <laughs> Is there an option for an AI Scott you Steiner? You go one-on-one with someone. I'm looking up AI Scott Steiner. I swear, that's got to be a thing, man. I'm getting videos. <laughs> no. But uh, how's your weekend? Sure. Well, I'm still looking for this AI Scott Steiner, seeing if we can get a... <laughs> Someone has to have it. Someone has had to have made it by now. Okay, now let's try that. The amount of random, the amount of random shit that is came out of Scott Steiner's mouth that's just pure gold had to have had an AI voice. Well, that's... Okay. We have an AI-generated Joe Biden. Like, how do we not have Scott Steiner yet? Uh... I don't know. It don't make any sense. Before. Yeah, it don't look like I can find an AI Scott Steiner. Shame. Oh, well. Uh... Hey, Tommy. Yes, Brock. Have you put out any content this week? Um, I don't know why I'm sitting on the WrestleMania recording. That's I gotta a send great that question. You. I'm sitting on it for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I have it done. Just, I don't know. I don't maybe know. I have it ready. It's ready. Maybe that's... It's ready for you to... There it is! Finally, I burped! Never. I burped! Yes, let's go! How, how long into the recording? Three minutes in! Finally! Fuck. Nice. Uh, maybe it's because I've been preoccupied with editing something else that came out this past week. That, and I've been sleeping. That, and I kind of worked this weekend. Did all that stuff, so. Oh, yeah, you did do something. What did you do again? Uh... We, we will go more in depth into it later on in the episode as we'll actually do a live watch along and have director's commentary with it. And guess what? We can't get copyright strike for it because it's ours! Oh 
It's, it's true. That is true. Try me, YouTube. I made it. I'm in the fucking video. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been I've been fine. That took up a lot of my time and effort these past few weeks because after seeing what success the episode one was of the Rise and Fall of the Blue October. Uh, by the way, episode two recorded. Edited together, I'm just missing like three pieces of video and that's it. And then episode two, I, I'm telling y'all right now, it's not coming out this week. It's going to come out next week. I'm giving myself a break. I'm not going to fucking kill myself. Because me and Mr. Haley are uh, doing something when the night this podcast comes out. Isn't that right, Mr. Haley? Indeed. What What are we doing again? I kind of forgot. Already? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just did that for a bit. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of, uh, you know, it, it's no secret that we're diehard Royals fans. Obviously, I'm doing a fucking documentary on them right now. <sighs> Even though they're fucking absolute garbage. You we'll know what get I, you to know what that I later. We'll get to that later. Let's do that now and get it out of the no, way. No, we'll get to that later. Uh, we are actually going to go watch a successful Kansas City sports team. The Kansas City Mavericks. We do not recognize the Chiefs as we are not Chiefs fans. Damn right. But we do say they are very successful. The Mavericks, successful playoff teams. Uh, Tommy, quiz for you. Who is the AHL affiliate of the Kansas City Mavericks? Um, oh, fuck. Really, you got to put me on the spot like that. Don't worry, I'll ask you who the NHL affiliate is next. Don't look it up, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Your camera's moving. This could just be me just, you know, just going... No, you're typing. Because you have your... You have your focus type typing look on your face. I've only been friends with you for... God, 13 years. Uh, Um... You're looking it up. Your screen just changed. I see the reflection no, in your face. <laughs> uh, I believe they are the NHL affiliate of the Kraken. That's not the question I asked you. I asked you who their AHL affiliate is. One below them? The one above them. So one NH- above them? Yeah. I have no fucking clue. The Coachella Valley Firebirds. It's a pretty good name. But fucking Coachella, Coachella Valley when Portland's right there? You know, the Coachella Music Festival, my guy. Okay, one thing a year. Portland, major metropolitan city with a massive arena. I'm pretty sure it goes on for like two or three weeks. I don't care. It's not during hockey season. It's not that, it's not that I care. It's not, I don't care about Coachella either, but I know how long it goes for. You seem like you would know a lot about Coachella. Uh, you you think that, yet it's... Have you seen how much tickets go for for that? Outrageous. I just said you seem like you would know what... You would know a lot about Coachella. Not that you would go to Coachella. Well, I know what Coachella is. It's like a big music festival. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. People dress up in these random, like, clothes that you can find at a thrift store, which is kind of cool, I guess. 
What's wrong with finding clothes that you drive in the that you find in a thrift store? That's just called being smart. Exactly. Saving that money. Spend two thousand dollars on a shirt. That's called your family was growing up in the tr- that you were growing up in the trenches during that recession in two thousand eight. Bargaining. That's called your family was affected by the recession in two thousand eight. And you still pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. Me playing Mario Galaxy without a care in the world in 2008. Yeah, you know what? My family couldn't afford Mario Galaxy for me. All right? Listen, we were heavily affected by that shit. Oh, that came out in 2007. I still didn't get it. <laughs> we were we were already preparing to be affected by it. <laughs> you know when I first got my real ga- first real gaming console? 2010. <laughs> Never, oh, never mind. Okay, I was going to say, you have those, like, uh, what is it? I don't remember what they're called. The plug-in plays? Or whatever they're called. Wait, what? Never mind. No. I think Go ahead. Nonsense app. So, I, I had the plug-in plays. That's what it was, like, the plug-in plays and all that. Oh, yeah, I had those, but I'm talking about real gaming consoles. Like, it wasn't until... The, well, okay. I guess technically we had an original PlayStation that my dad had. And then we had a PS2 that my dad also had. And then we got the... Then the PS3 was mine. And then the PS4. And then, of course... I, 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 I've bought the Xbox. So... Oh, yeah. My parents still have the original Xbox. Oh, I'm not talking about the Xbox. I'm talking about my... The new Xbox. I bought that. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> Who pays taxes? Speaking of, Tommy, did you do your taxes this week? I've done my taxes already. Good, good, good. Uh, if you didn't do your taxes, the IRS is coming for your ass right now. Jail. Jail, immediately. Next time. How much? I don't know. Guess. $600? Yeah. Uh, I apparently owed the state of Kansas five hundred bucks. How did you owe this? Year? You owed this year? Only for the state of Kansas. Because I don't live in Kansas. Um, I don't. I didn't owe this year either. Uh, I didn't. The Missouri. I didn't get a refund, nor did I owe because. I, I got a refund, but it wasn't taxes. as much as like it was. I don't. It's an. It was a. I'm not saying the amount. It's a lot less than I had last year for a return. Uh, mine was about the same that I had. And it will easily cover our travel expenses for Omaha. Oh, nice. So, based poggers, poggers. God, I love the government sometimes. Pogger. <laughs> I said, knows how I said sometimes. No comment. Oh, speaking of, uh, you work for the state government, not the federal government. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, mm, hey, bud, you work for the state. I I applied for the Fed, one of the Fed's jobs. Oh, okay. Interesting. Anyway, uh, I was going to say, uh, our, our mutual friend Jordan will be joining me at my current job. 
No, he fucking didn't. <laughs> Did he really? Yep. Oh, okay. God have mercy on all that are affected by it. <laughs> you should join as well, man. Come on. No. Have some fun. No. No, I, I, I like where I'm at right now. Don't you want to make $3,100 a paycheck? I'm fine with how much I'm making a paycheck. All right, whatever. Anyway, back to sports. <laughs> yeah, sports talk. Uh, we're going to a Mavericks game. They're taking on the Allen Americans. Yeah, <laughs> hockey. Hockey. I saw, I saw what I, I forgot I saw what I posted on General. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, tune in to Outspoken, which will be coming out like Thursday. <laughs> oh, wait, you recorded that? Part of it. I didn't record what it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> I looked at it on my phone. Okay, just making sure. So. Uh, you were going to say something about the Royals? Ow, we fucking suck. How does this surprise uh, you? Huh? How does this surprise there like, you? There are years where we just suck. We fucking <laughs> suck. Do you think it's going to be another 2012 season? I feel like it's going to be 2004. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's that bad. You know why? Fucking Hunter Dozier is getting reps at third base, even though his ass should be on the fucking bench where it belongs. Don't duck your head because you know I'm right. I'm laughing right now. Without a shadow of a doubt. You know I'm right. <laughs> so, how how do you think the Royals are going to fix this? It, by getting fucking rid of Hunter Dozier. Plain, <laughs> I mean, how are they going to get rid of him, man? How are they going to get rid of him? I don't fucking care. Ship his ass off to Antarctica for all I fucking care. <laughs> to Antarctica? Get rid of, Just get get rid of him. Is there anyone that you would want the Royals to get in return? Fucking napkin. <laughs> a used napkin. A penny and a half-eaten potato chip. I don't fucking care. This is how you know we're diehard Royals fans. We get so pressed about shit players. What the fuck is that? What the hell is that? (laughs) What is that? I don't know. It only popped up. I'm now looking at the uh, cat vibing with the green screen for an hour, so the cat will just be vibing with what we're saying right now. Interesting. But, like, it, like that's like, I mean, yeah, the bullpen's having issues. When doesn't the bullpen have fucking issues? Yes, exactly, exactly. When don't they have issues? Always. Uh, always have issues. Is always, 
hitting is atrocious as always. No, um, no, no, that's not as always. For some reason this year it's just like really bad. They just can never seem to score with runners in scoring position. Just remember, 2013 was 10 years ago. Okay, maybe that's not... Okay, let's... What? That's better, okay. Yeah, but, like, I, it's, a, it's the same old Royals. No, it's not. And you can hear more about why I say it's not the same old Royals on uh, our great content we have here on the documentary I've done, The Rise and Fall of the Blue October. <sighs> I'm going to be plugging the hell out of that, because please go watch that. It was really good. We'll be doing the live watch-along later, and Tommy can ask me questions. Yeah, I wish I could just fucking time travel. I would just go back to 2015. No, fuck that. Hey, that's the one thing. Like, while I've been doing this, I wouldn't want to just go to 2014 when it started happening, bro. I kind of want to go back to, like, 2012. You know what I would do? I'd, I'd... First of all, I'd get a sports insight. I'd do a little Back to the Future kind of deal. Literal, straight up, just the whole entire plot for the second Back to the Future. Get the sports almanac, all the scores and shit like that. And then go back in time and be like, yeah, I'm going to place a bet on KC Royals going to the World Series. Would you also do the same thing with the Vegas Golden Knights going to the... World Series and or the Vegas Golden Knights going the Stanley Cup or the Capitals uh, winning the yeah, Cup. Let's say. But yeah, I, we'll get to that later on. Uh, Tommy, would you like to step in to do Ben's three things for him? Indeed. Or his like uh, start. his his list of things that we can talk about here. So, let's start with Ben's three things, because he's got a laundry list of stuff. The literal laundry list. Um, let's start with his big, th- uh, Ben's three things. Oh, let me, let me do that again. <clears throat> let me do it with Ben's three things. There we go, that's better. Um, we start with, uh, uh, it looks, I don't know what... The- to think of this. Oh, let's start with this one. The Chateau Milk Company is selling uh, milk called Eagle's Tears or Eagle Tears and it is cheesecake uh, flavored. Oh, I thought it was f- cheesesteak flavored, not cheesecake flavored. That actually doesn't sound that half bad. Now that I know it's cheesecake. I thought it was cheesesteak for some reason. Because that would make sense for Philly. I would, yeah, that's what I thought. It would make so much sense. But, um, yeah, so Petty. Drake Bell. Petty. No, yes, we're not going to skip Drake over. Bell. We're going to talk about this for a second, like we, unlike we get to Plus. do with Ben. That's petty as shit. Oh, yeah. That's very petty. You guys beat him in the Super Bowl. There's nothing Congrats. more pettier than beating a team in the Super Bowl. Like, This just pretty much reinforces our opinion on Chiefs and Chiefs fans. That's very true. So. Next. The next. Drake Bell in danger? 
Missing, then police find him? I don't know. I gotta do to find music. Huh? Not what I wanted. What? What the hell? What happened to Drake Bell? What happened to Drake Bell? So, um... Apparently... <clears throat> Drake Bell, um... At 36, was declared missing on Thursday before later being found by police and sharing on Twitter that he merely left his phone in the car and didn't answer for the night. According to a police report cited by TMC, the Drake and Josh star's brother Robert called the Orlando Police Department to report Bell was claiming he did not want to be alive following child custody concerns. Entertainment Tonight also obtained a 911 audio recording in which Orlando police officer recounted the family's concerns about alleged suicidal statements by Bell. A reference Bell did not immediately respond to people's request for comments. Ah. Uh, so the man just wanted to be left alone after some depressing sounds stuff. Sounds like it. Boy, I see nothing wrong with that, honestly, because I do that same stuff. Well, the another thing is we don't have kids. At Bandit. I'm saying actual human flesh meat sack kids. Not fur babies. Not fur children. Hello. It's the bandits. So hello bandits, everyone. So hi bandits. There you go. Say hello to the peoples. He's like, what the hell? Put me down, father. <laughs> father, I am pinned here. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Oh, yes. You get the loves. Yep. You get loves. Dad loves you. But, um, yeah. We don't have actual... Brock, what I'm trying to say is we don't actually have actual human flesh sack kids. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Such a smelly voice, too. Why do you smell so bad? And then the final third thing that says Millie Bobby Brown is engaged to Jake Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Which is John Bon Jovi, Sean. Why is that on She is 19. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is 19, and he is 20. Okay, again, why is that on there? Why? Yeah, I... Ben, what the hell, man? Ben. <laughs> why? Why? All I ask is, why? 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 Alright, I can so, pull up that clip. Hang on. You want me to go through all the laundry list of other stuff? Oh, no, we'll get to that. Oh, where is it? I mean, that works too. Me to every politician. Why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? Literally, me to every politician. Me to fucking anyone in general. <laughs> Why are you running? Except sports athletes, then I know why. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tommy. 
You just got vectored. I don't know how I'll be able to recover this. You will never be able to recover from this. I don't know how. I don't know how. You, you should go hide in some secluded wooden areas to live out the remainder of your days. <laughs> like wooden areas. Alright, let me go to Alaska. Let me go to uh, Washington real quick. State, not D.C. No, you should totally go to Washington, D.C. Here, I packed your backpack. No. <laughs> anyway, it's now time for most idiotic of the week. Right, since Ben is not here, we'll go ahead and say I'll say his. So Ben has two idiotic people, two mips like most idiotic. <clears throat> the first one says a Texas nine one one dispatcher was caught sexting over seven officers on her police force. And having a fair with two of them. Well, there that one was mine, so... Huh. And then the other one is Memphis Star men's basketball recruit Mikey Williams arrested Thursday on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon. What is it with people in Memphis trying to be all hood? First we have John Morant, now we have Mikey Williams. Sir, sir, you just pulled a racism? Oh, I just do. I did not mean to do that. I mean, come on. With John Morant, really? I mean, with John Morant, come on. He does it all the time. He tries to be thuggish. Sir, sir, you just did a racism. I didn't do a racism. He does that on his own. He no. was raised very well by his parents. He went to a private school. Anyway. Uh, yeah, the 911 operator from Texas was my mid. My my backup one was uh Oh god damn it. God, I really didn't think anyone was gonna pick the nine one one operator, so I just <laughs> didn't have it. Damn it. Oh, now I remember. As much as I as much even though he's not here oh, Beg is my most idiotic one. You know why? Why? You fumbled the bag. And you know what I mean. And you know what I mean. You it's know what you. I mean when, it's all when I say that. It's all you. So, I get a snap when I'm working one day. You know, I had time to be on my phone. I have time to be on my phone all the damn time. But that's different. Um, <laughs> so, he's like, he like he sent me a picture. He's like, I don't remember what it said exactly, but it was like, you know, um, can't believe I did that. And I messaged him. He's like, what did I do? He, I was like, what did you do? And he's like, I fumbled the bag. And I literally went. Oh, and I went, oh, no, you had a girl talking to you? And he's like, yeah, and I didn't uh, seize the opportunity. I'm like, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> I didn't send that directly to him. I just sent, like, my hand over my mouth and, like, just be like, oh, I can't believe that actually happened. But my mind was like, oh, man. What a dropped ball. 
Oh yeah, Mr. Benjamin Duncan. I'm the most idiotic person. Impressive. Thoughts. Well, it's very bland. White. I go sour apple, man. Have to go sour apple. That's what I was given. It was part of my Easter basket. That's that's fine. I don't mind. If it was grape. If it was grape, I would be driving over to your house. Oh right my now. god! Hang on. By the way, so guy I work with, we're not allowed to have tobacco products in where I work, obviously, for obvious reasons. Anyway, bro. Because of this, we've had to get inventive with what keeps us awake and shit. So, Tommy, you know this. I think I mentioned it on the Dome Domination vlog. If you drink gamer subs, please sponsor us, by the way. No, I don't. I chew dill pickle sunflower seeds. That's right. You guys do dill pickle sunflower seeds. Well, there's another thing we do now. Oh, God. There are gum cigars, like gummy cigars, like cigars that are made out of gum. And we uh-huh. will chew the fuck out of those. Dude, they're like that fucking long. That's what she said. <laughs> you know, they're pretty decent sized, and they come in grape flavor, orange sickle, original... Uh, bubblegum flavor. Uh, Did you say grape flavored orange sickle? No, I said grape flavor, orange sickle, watermelon, strawberry, cherry. They are really good. Highly recommend. It's now time for most impressive. You know what? Actually, before we go to mo- uh, most impressive, I have another MIP. Oh boy. This guy goes by the name of uh, Gary Bowser. He was sentenced to prison for, like, uh, just, like, hacking, like, you know, just exploiting all that stuff, selling illegal stuff for, like, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So he has to pay Nintendo in, like, lawsuits and all that. Yeah. About a cool $14.5 million. Jesus Christ. For the rest of his life, like, about, he said in an interview about 25 to 30% of his paychecks going to Nintendo. He only has about 200 of that paid off. 200,000 or? $200. Jesus. So, he has $14,499,800 more left. Jesus Christ. Them motherfuckers in Japan don't play around, my guy. No, they don't. That's why I don't mess with their intellectual property. Uh, it's not time for most impressive. What was Ben's? Ben's is the Vanderbilt's women's bowling team won the 2023 NCAA Bowling National Championship. Didn't know that was a thing. That's also very much something Ben would come up with. That is a Ben thing. Uh, my most impressive is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, that's a good After, one. After, like, what is it, 17 years, they finally won a playoff game. 
They've won two now. They've won twice in a row. It's what happens when Shaq and Kobe will terrorize your franchise for so many years. Hmm. Uh, my most impressive, the Seattle Kraken. Second year in the league, 100 points. And they're currently Not really... impressive as Vegas, their first year. Hang on. And they're really taking it to the Defending Cup champions. So, that's my most impressive right now. My most idiotic is uh, another honorable mention are the Nashville Predators. All they had to do was beat the Winnipeg Jets once, and they couldn't even fucking do that. Uh, it's okay. It's not like they're Toronto, where they're perpetually always losing in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but still. Anyway. Mr. Haley? Yes? Would you like to talk about said NHL playoffs? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. Let's just talk about. Uh, let's have. I'll do Ben. Can I do Ben's uh, stuff of uh, NHL talking points? Or of whatever? course. So we start with obviously the Bruins breaking the NHL wins this season. With what it, it says sixty four, but I'm pretty sure it's sixty five. They got sixty five wins. Yeah, sixty five wins. Also broke the regular season points total record with a hundred and thirty three. They have a hundred and thirty five. So, so he's off by one and two. Which yeah. Is, which is so fine. when he it's did it, fucking, still, it, I still find it ridiculous that they were able to set those records. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, this is uh, a sad one for Ben. Uh, Blackhawks, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks will not resign longtime captain Jonathan Taos in the offseason. Taves. Sorry. So spelled so it's just spelled like you have to say Taos. Taves. Also, I like how we misspelled captain and it says caption. Uh, we have a Macy special. Um, <laughs> apparently the New Jersey Devils host mosh pit mosh pits at Devils games. Um. That sounds very appropriate. I guess. Dude, Devils fans are a different fucking breed of uh insane, I guess. Like, perfect example. Take the Buffalo Bills fans and what they do in that stadium. Now shrink it down to about 17,000 people in that uh, place they play at. But multiply it by two by how rowdy they are. Interesting. Okay. Devils fans at Devils games. They're an insane fan base. It's just too bad they took the fucking scouts from us.
Does he have anything else? Um, he also has capitals and head coach Peter. How do the fuck do you say his last name? Lavoie. Peter Laviolette. Laviolette. Uh, Former Nashville Predators head coach. You mutually part ways. Former Nashville Predators head coach. Former Carolina Hurricanes head coach. Former Philadelphia Flyers head coach. Only coach in NHL history to take three different teams to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Or Stanley Cup final, my bad. And finally, the Columbus Blue Jackets have fired head coach Brad Larson after two seasons. This was... It was going to happen. His scheming was not adequate enough for what... It was never good. And that's the thing. They got Johnny Hockey. They have a good team around them. It was just a combo of them getting hurt and this dude's schemes that just... I couldn't figure it out. They'll get a nice pick this year in the draft, and dude will join the team, Not if not this year, next year. I don't know. Let's talk about playoff hockey. There is nothing more glorious in the world. This is the best playoffs that there are. You know why? Because uh, Toronto is going to lose into the first round. Is going to lose the first round of the playoffs. Not only that, name yeah. another sport where multiple bottom seeds have won the championship. Think about it. When was the last time the team that was on the road in the wild card game in baseball won the World Series? Oh man. Last time a wild card team won the World no, Series? No, 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 no. The bottom wild card team. Because immediately you could go Giants in 14, but they were the home team. In their wild card game? In 2014. Oh, they weren't. Okay, well then that would be your last one. They were in Pittsburgh that year. Okay, so that would be your one. They were, I think they were, or were they in Queens? I don't remember what when they were. Either way, that would be your one. For the NHL, I don't know. I don't think that's... Oh, it's happened all the time. Canadians. In oh, yeah, that's right. Vegas has an expansion team making it. Fucking Nashville. Bottom wildcard team made it to the Stanley Cup final. It happens a lot. No other sport in it, or no other playoffs like it. Let's go over the playoff matchups. Because we got some damn good ones. Oh, like we said, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning going up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Tampa won today. As of this recording, uh, seven to uh, seven to three. Sure, seven to three. Maybe yeah, you should make sure. Yeah, it was seven to three. Uh, currently, right now, with three minutes and thirty-eight seconds left in third period, the Seattle Kraken are leading the Colorado Avalanche three to one. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. Seattle, New York Rangers. New York Rangers beats the New Jersey Devils 5-1. to one. And finally, the Winnipeg Jets beat the Golden Knights 5-1. to one. And that's just four of the eight matchups. Where the other eight? We got what? We got Minnesota-Dallas in another series. Uh, Kings versus Oilers. Those games are tomorrow, my friends. Uh, I know. I'm just talking about the playoff matchups. As of today, um, oh, I guess the, I forgot the playoffs started. Technically, started yesterday. I'll go over those scores. Yeah. Come on, low. Yeah, hurry had, up. We had right. Wild King or Wild Stars, Kings, Oilers. Uh, Hurricanes beat the Islanders two to one. Yeah. Uh, Bruins beat the Panthers three to one. Wild beat the Dallas Stars three to two in double overtime. Dude, did you get to watch that at all? No, uh-uh. uh, I had. Oh my god! I heard it was uh, fantastic, though. Speaking of fantastic, Kings Oilers four three in uh, Kings beat the Oilers four three in overtime. I'm be honest. Kings looked like the better team all game, pretty much. That's that's what I heard. I did see highlights in the morning. Someone in the break room put it on ESPN. So, there's that. If the Oilers so, want to yeah. finally get over that hump, and you have McJesus, who for the first time in 27 years had someone with 150 fucking points in a season. 27 years. You know who the last one to do that was, Tommy? Who's that? Gretzky. And you're telling me you can't even get past the fucking Kings in the first round? If the Oilers end up losing... I have breaking news. Okay. I have breaking NBA news. Oh, boy. Streak it over. Streak is over. Chris Paul has finally beaten Scott Foster. <laughs> That final Suns 123, Clippers 109. So, yeah, so apparently, I didn't know this was a stat, it was brought up by literally everyone. Scott Foster or Chris Paul, when Scott Foster is officiating an NBA game, he is a record 0 in 14 when Scott Foster is officiating a game. 0-14 leading up to this game. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Jesus Christ. I always forget you're a Suns fan. How do you always forget that? Also, I'm wearing no know. shirt underneath. Don't wear the jersey all the damn time. You're right, because I just bought it the same day that I bought the Pit Vipers. This was on sale for $25. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you fucking shields. Sons in five. Sons in five. The Sons in five. Nope, five. Sons in five. I'm calling it now. 
Scott Foster curses over. Suns in five. I'm going to win the championship now. Huh? Chris Paul is feeling almighty now. Chris Paul has ascended to the heavens. Breaking news out of the Suns locker room. But, yeah, I thought I'd let everyone know that. Phoenix. By the way, do I look like I'm from Phoenix right now? Well, considering how you're not doing any uh, drugs, no. Arizona, that's why. Do not drink that bottle of moonshine, goddamn it. That, that was my first thought. I'm like, oh, I got some alcohol. Uh, yeah, um, let's just go to NBA because he has some NBA stuff that he has. Um, all four NBA teams in California have made the playoffs in the same season for the first time since sharing, since sharing statehood. That's interesting. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't know. Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, was named uh, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Oh my God! I did not know this. Perennial LeBron James hater Skip Bayless has over two million two hundred and fifty-seven thousand two hundred eighty-five messages adge- addressed to LeBron James in his twenty-eight career. It is now the highest one-sided communication relationship in human history without a response surpassing North America and extraterrestrials <laughs> solid holy <laughs> oh my god also King star De'Aaron Fox has won clutch player of the year Course. <laughs> two million two hundred fifty-seven thousand two hundred eighty-five. Oh my God! Who keeps track of that? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And guess what? That number just keeps going up. By the way. Christ. That's insane. All right, what what to next? I mean, you just want to talk about the NBA playoffs then? Not really. I haven't been paying attention to some of the games, although I did see Sacramento and all that stuff. Like Sacramento basically having asses in seats 20 minutes before tip and then lighting of the beam. That's awesome. Finally, they're having their time in the sun. Did somebody say suns? You know what I meant. Oh, actually, speaking of speaking of uh, Phoenix, did you see what is the deal with Russell Westbrook? I've never seen a more bigger rivalry than Russell Westbrook and literally any fan of any NBA team. Yep. Yeah. He's being so pressed over the littlest things. 
Oh yeah, by the way, that game went final. Seattle has picked up a game against the defending champions, three to one. It's their Ooh, first playoff win. Team of the or of the uh, Kansas City Mavericks. Woo! That is the first ever win in franchise history for the Kraken. Good for them, man. Good for them. I just wish they had a better name than the Kraken. Still still not as impressive as going to the Stanley Cup the very first year of your existence. Well, you know. I think the NHL was kind of rigged for the Knights to do that, so. I guess. Anyway, you want to talk about his NFL news he's got there? Yes, let's. I just want to talk about the NFL news. Holy Listen, shit, he's I'm, got a lot of stuff. He's got I'm, a laundry list of stuff. I'm a Suns fan. Let's talk fan. about the one thing that. Hang on. Let's I'm talk a about Suns the thing fan. That we want to Tommy, talk about. hold up. I'm a, I'm a Suns fan, but only pretty much a name only. This is literally the second piece of NBA gear that I have. I have a lot more hockey gear, a lot more baseball, a lot more football. So. Let's talk about the one thing that we want to talk about. NFL Sunday Ticket. Let me pull up the tweet real quick about the pricing for this. And I got to say, I've got to say the one thing. And this is my, and I'm going to quote Thanos here at DirecTV. Coughing. Coughing. He's got corona. I had a cough real quick. So, with you YouTube said you were going to quote Thanos. Oh yeah, perhaps I treated you too harshly. So, pricings for NFL Sunday ticket with YouTube. If you are already subscribed to YouTube TV, it is three hundred forty-nine dollars per season, bundled with Red Zone. It's $389. Non-YouTube TV subscribers, it's $449 without Red Zone and $489 with Red Zone. And each package is $100 off before June 6th. I'm going to be honest with you. Just give me my two, three regional games in NFL Red Zone and I'm good. Like, I get you and me can financially be fine with that, where we are financially. That's fine for us. But for the common man, that's that, that's fucking expensive, my guy. Yes, it is. It, like I said in the group chat on Twitter, yeah, that's a, that's a no for me, dog. Same. Yeah, just giving me. I looking at the prices for this. I'm like, just giving my two or three re, like regional games. I get each Sunday for four, and then give me the Sunday night game and NFL Red Zone. I'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's I get like they're doing like the the hundred dollars off each package, but that's still. 
That's still a lot. It is. So, um, it also, this tweet also has a couple more threads. And it says, um, Google is reportedly paying almost $2 billion annually for U.S. rights to NFL Sunday ticket over the next seven seasons. And also the features that come with it, uh, you get up to view four games at once. You get unlimited DVR storage, personalized recommendations, integrated shopping. I don't know what that means. New key plays, fantasy data, live stats, and hide spoilers. And it says there's no mention of a single team or single game option yet. It'd be great for me because I can't watch my team here. I I mean, I, look as a Saint look as a Saints fan, I won't be able to watch it. But like seeing the prices for that, that's just that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's way too much. That's it. That that's too much. Now maybe if you're paying for it, like I don't know, maybe maybe that's like with I don't I don't know I don't know the math into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a man. What's the guy. other streaming service one that has NFL Red Zone automatic? Was it Tubi or something like that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't remember. It was one of those that obviously didn't matter that much to me. It's Fubo. It's Fubo TV. Fubo. That already comes with NFL Red Zone. I'm honestly thinking about getting that once the NFL starts. Might as well. Yeah, because like that's that seems like the more alternative, cheaper, literally cheaper version. Or you can add it on. I have Hulu with TV, and I can just add it on. But yeah, I'm not gonna pay almost. Five hundred fucking dollars. Hell no. To watch my team, like watch an out of market game. Hell no. Now, if they do something with like a single team, then I'll be interested to see. But I gotta know the prices before I decide to be like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I I don't know. All right, let's get into Ben's things real quick. We start off with Falcons acquiring cornerback Jeff Okuda from the Lions for a fifth-round pick this year. Interesting. They got him for a fifth? I guess. The fuck? He's a seventh at best. (laughs) Typical Falcons. Um, The Buccaneers will bring back the orange creamsicle uniforms next next season, not this season. Hmm. Be honest, they'd be overshadowed by the Kelly Greens. Mm-hmm. And then I can't wait for have... Kelly Greens, man. Oh, I cannot wait either. I hope they, but I hope when they bring them back, they bring back <clears throat> the white helmets with the green wings. Oh my God, please! Oh, yeah, I thought it was Kelly Green helmets, white wings. They had white wing helmet or white helmets with green. Oh, wings. that's right, they did. I forgot how much those helmets fucked. 
we then have the uh, apparently we have the first QB specific helmet aimed to help reduce concussions, severity of helmet to ground impacts, and it has been approved by the NFL and NFL PA. Says Does that mean we can actually hit quarterbacks now? I fucking hope so. And then we have the big one. And Snyder has finally sold the Washington Commanders for a whopping $6 billion to a group led by 76ers owner Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. Thank God. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the witch is dead. Maybe Dan Snyder forever rotten hell. Pretty much. Fuck. I mean, then, um... There's nothing else to really talk about that. that We're just... Everyone is collectively happy that he is fucking gone from ownership. Is there anyone that's sad about it? Other than maybe other NFC East fan bases? Yeah... They're probably happy that he's finally not the owner and also sad that he's not the owner anymore. 100%. A hundred fucking percent. Patriots have signed quarterback Trace McSorley. Uh, the years are unknown. Probably a one-year deal. Uh, I'll just go through all the signings. Turns out um, he's Patriots been signed, signed to a six-year deal. Oh, my God. Patriots signed quarterback Trace McSorley. Falcons signed defensive end Bud Dupree. Browns signed... Oh, no, no, no. Do not skip over that. The Falcons got Bud Dupree. Yeah, it doesn't say how many years for, though. Boy, that's a massive improvement to their defense right there. Uh Uh-huh. The Browns have signed wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. Mm. Uh, It's reported that the Vikings might cut ties with running back Dalvin... uh, Calvin, Dal- that's Dalvin Cook. He accidentally typed Calvin Cook. It's his brother. Oh, his brother! I forget. No, I'm joking. I'm fucking brother. joking. Oh, um, Dolphins are uh, reportedly saying Robbie Chosen Anderson. <laughs> Great. Because uh, that was their major had... issue this year. Their major issue was wide receiver. Um, <laughs> I did see this the other day. Uh, I think yesterday. You see Russell Wilson flipped over his golf cart over the weekend. Apparently, he wasn't the one driving. Apparently, they were having issues with the cart, and they tried to back it up. Uh, back no up, one won Terry. In... Back up. Put, put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Luckily, no one was injured, though. Broncos country. Sign-in or contract extension. Quarterback Jalen Hurts agreed to a five-year, $225 million extension. Uh, I believe that made him the highest-paid player in NFL history. I forget how much is guaranteed of that. Hold on. Let me look that up. Hold on. Why do they sound like the dude from the South Park episode? 62 cents. Fine Dutchman out of nowhere. Um. 
So that deal per Adam Schefter includes $180 million guaranteed. It's a lot. And it has an average annual value of $51 million. That's the highest in league history. Man, I wish I could throw a ball good. Just think. Some weird alternate universe. Carson Wentz is the quarterback for the Eagles, by the way. Do you imagine there's some weird alternate universe where Carson Wentz is still the Eagles quarterback? Does that mean Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the Colts? Then I want to live in this universe. No, I don't think that, though. Maybe their roles were reversed. Carson Wentz is just the fucking absolute god. And then uh, we also have... uh, This is another great one. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, has been cleared to resume full football activities, all contact, all that stuff. So hell yeah, brother. Good to see that. You're going to like this one. Chiefs signed former Buccaneers backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert. Flock. They're too powerful. They have two Mizzou, former Mizzou players on their team. They're too powerful. Somebody Jesus stop Christ. them. They need to get, like, what is he? Who else is there from the University of Missouri? <laughs> um... See. Sheldon Richardson's still available. Oh, that's already on the team. Oh, uh, Nick Bolton. Bolton, one. Blaine Gabbert, two. It's two. So they need oh. four. Oh no 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 uh, no no! No, they have uh, Kendall Blanton as well. Oh, that's three. Yeah. Uh, so they well. need three more to get the Infinity Gauntlet of Mizzou players. Oh my God, Tyler Beatty's next. Um, next, we they have got rid of your Steve Durant. That would have been four, but they got rid of him. He's now a Patriot. Oh, wow. Um, this is interesting. Steelers are working to finalize a trade for Rams wide receiver Allen Robinson. And finally, Josh, and finally for the ladies that are listening, Josh Allen is now single after cheating allegations with his girlfriend. Interesting. So, yeah, that's all the stuff Ben has on NFL. Yay. The draft is this week in Kansas City. Can't wait. Oh, it's next week. Okay. Here next week in Kansas City. Yay. Can't wait. Cannot wait. For all the unnecessary amount of people in Kansas City. I did see reporters say, I'm going to eat my weight in barbecue. I'm like, good for you. Fucking hell, how much do you weigh? Good question. Because depending on how much they weigh, that might be their actual... The normal serving size might be their actual weight. It actually is true, depending on what barbecue place you go to. And how much you weigh. How much you weigh. Just for those that... uh, if If you guys ever... For those that are listening... 
If you ever come to Kansas City for barbecue, don't, don't. go to Gates. Never go to Gates. <laughs> never go. Never. Uh, trust me. I, never, I was about to never, say, never, don't never come go. to Kansas City. Or, or that. That's you. Fuck off. This so, is our town. I, I went. We uh, don't want your gang right here. We want it. We got it. It's ours. You keep it for our own. Okay, that's that's I'm very very Louisiana, but whatever. <laughs> there was a reason for that. Um, I, I okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, I saw um, how they're setting up the draft. You gotta make people walk or take a shuttle. So they gotta make people walk like fifteen to twenty minutes to Union Station, or you have to take a shuttle. Oh no, you gotta take the streetcar. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I know, that's probably why they did it, so they could be like, look at our streetcar, look at how awesome it is. That's pretty much the sole purpose of it. Yeah, that's why. Plus the new airport has already been built, which I fly out of that May, so. Indeed you do. Um, yeah. Indeed, you fucking do. So I'll be. And you'll be gone for a minute too, won't you? I'll be back that Tuesday the ninth. Oh, okay. I, I for some reason I had my it's mind. Kind of a, it's kind of a quick little. It's kind of a quick little like. Uh, AK. For some reason, I had in my mind that you were gone for like a week and a half or something. Oh no no no! I didn't have enough PTO for that. So yeah, all right. Let's. Um, I'm gonna go through some more other things. I'm gonna go through the MLB stuff next for Ben. Uh, Luis Arias is the first uh, Miami Marlin to hit for the cycle in their franchise history, which is outrageously crazy to think. That it took this long? Yeah. Yes. That it. Yes. That it. That it took this long for someone in the Miami Marlins to hit for the cycle. Um, <laughs> I like how Ben's next thing is says the Royals are really bad. Indeed, they are. Indeed, they very much are. Um, we'll circle back to that in a second. Yeah, uh, that'll Cubs be our tie-in to. Cubs extended outfielder Ian Happ to a three-year, $61 million extension. Boy, I wonder why this got it into the baseball news, Ben. Huh. Uh, the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz owner wants an MLB team in Salt Lake City. I can see that. And then the Blue Jays beat the Rays, and they snapped their 13-game undefeated streak, tying the modern era record. And finally, Mike Trout joins Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, and Aaron Rodriguez, becoming the fourth player in MLB history to have 300 home runs, 300 doubles, and 200 stolen bases by by age 31. Man. Barry Bonds stole that many bases in his younger days. I don't think you understand how... Before he turned into a squash. <laughs> yeah. This dude could run. Like, he could run. Yeah. Like, I don't think people realize 
how slimmed down he was when he played for the Pirates in Pittsburgh. I mean, he was tiny. He was he was slim. Like, he was like he was slim. He was tiny. Very slim. I wouldn't say he was tiny. Yeah, but. he was tiny. Because you know, roids make you big. Roids make you look like a freaking squash. Um. So let's. Uh. So we're gonna circle back to the world stuff. I'm gonna go through some other stuff. Um. We got some XFL stuff we need to talk about. Um, let's talk about the beer snake for the DC Defenders. Dude, I love DC Defenders fans. I'm pissed that we're love this beer snake. I'm 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 pissed that we're in the same division as them and we probably gotta play and actually Battlehawks won, right? They beat Seattle. No? Fuck. They got smoked, my guy. Fuck. Um so uh Ben linked a picture for us to go break down this beer snake. It is 30 rows of cup. It's, it go it spans up to 30 rows, which is approximately 60 feet. So the uh, approximately 60 foot snake at two cups an inch is 1,440 beers at 16 ounces per cup, which equals to 23,040 ounces. And that's $12 a cup. Oh, God. It shouldn't be that fucking expensive in the first place. No, it shouldn't. Uh, so good it's news. Twelve dollars. Good news for the game that we're that going total, to. The game we're going to, they won't be that expensive. I uh, well, yeah, be, uh, that's different. But uh, so since it's twelve dollars per cup, you can drink at this game. Is, so the total is the total price of the sixty-foot beer snake was $17,280, and it says in parentheses, estimates do not account for beer snake curve or additional snakes in other sections. Jesus fucking Christ. So this is just a designated... One area. So DC has a designated area just for the beer snake. Also, good for DC defend the DC defenders allowing for this to happen because if this happened for any other major sport it'd been shut down within like two minutes oh yeah 100 percent. and sadly um i had to put on a sad sad note uh ex nfl and then current Seattle sea dragons defensive end chris smith passed away at the age of 31 Or one out to you. Um, I'll go through some other miscellaneous stuff. We have some, uh, like how he says, wrestling slash boxing slash MMA. That's his category. Uh, perennial douchebag Jake Paul boxed former UFC fighter Nate Diaz on August 5th in Dallas. I'm going to be honest with you. I hope Nate Diaz fucking kills Jake Paul. Of course you do. Nate Diaz, you ever seen Nate Diaz fuck with people? It's the funniest thing ever. Um, we have some college football news. And we also have some Mizzou stuff that I think you might find interesting. I've already um, heard the news. I'm um, well aware of I'll reiterate them. I'll reiterate them. 
on behalf of Ben. Um, for the first first off in college football, uh, USC is hiring former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury to be their quarterbacks coach. Um, first of all, why? That makes no sense whatsoever. Did you see how bad they mismanaged Kyler Murray? Okay, I get they're trying to find the next Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but, like, come on. Like, that's what happens when you go into, like, one of the quarterback gurus in the Andy Reid. Right? I didn't hear you. That's what happens when you go to a quarterback guru known as Andy Reid. No, I mean, Mahomes was really good in college, too. Oh, yeah, no, he was, but it's just like, you know... There's all that stuff that happened with, um, you know, Kyler Murray and it never really panning out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And like I said, reiterating the Mizzou stuff, um, unfortunately they had a DL flip from them. Oregon Ducks flipped four-star defensive line Tion Gray from Mizzou after visiting Eugene. And running back Harris goes to the transfer portal. Yeah, that was expected. Um, he wasn't really going to get any reps this year, so. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all Ben's got. All right, because, let's circle back to the Royals. Because They're Tom, you know, shit. no, hang on, I was going to say something about Mizzou. Okay. Uh, because the guys that are going to be getting the reps include. Nathaniel fucking Pete, goddammit. And also, the player you, whose jersey you have to wear when we go to St. Louis for Mizzou versus Memphis, the Shredder, Cody Schrader. Look how happy he is that he's got to wear the Shredder's jersey. Oh, damn it, that's the wrong one. Yeah, he's so excited. He's so excited. MLG horns. You shouldn't lose in the fantasy league. You shouldn't have lost, bud. Macy didn't even have control of her team. And you lost. Can you do me a favor? Hmm. Can you... Whenever you get a second, can you give me permission to upload sounds to the server? How, how do I do that? I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> All right, let's circle back. To the Is world. yeah going to be one of them? Because we need yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so we're going to need a sound bit of one of you saying, I'm going to caw. Also, tell me why I shouldn't just make that uh, that picture of you holding up that sign, you two holding up that sign, the permanent header on our fucking YouTube channel. Should I don't care. Yeah, I think that that might happen. So, anyway, continue. All right, let's circle back to the Royals. They're fucking shit. <laughs> They're not like like uh, we get it. They're bad. They, they've been bad the couple past couple years. This is starting to feel like 2004 bad. 
That's saying something, by the way. I oh, wouldn't why? say 2004 bad. Look, I get we're like 18 games in the season, but Jesus, they're just so bad. They're 1 and 11 at home. Yep. 1 and 11. I heard you the first time. There's a multitude of other problems that they are trying to deal with right now. Pitching is just not good as usual. They just can't hit worth a damn. Um, the big outlier is Hunter fucking Dozier. We said this last year. We called us madmen, calling him shit. Guess what? We were just profits. He's fucking shit this year. We were just stealing profits. reps at third base. What do I think? Oh, they don't have it. They don't have it. No, they don't have anything else. Shit. They wish Discord had a poop sound effect. <laughs> you can upload like, seriously, a like bunch of those, and I'll grant you permission. You know how I don't have permission. I know, I said I will grant you permission. Well, figure that out. Um, he's just not good. Like, it panned out for, what, how many years? It's been a project for the past, like, what, three, since, four years? Since 2016. Has he really been on the team for that long? He came up when Wit did. Holy 16, shit, 17. he did. 1617. Oh my god. <sighs> I get Whit Merrifield was very successful. Those are not. Hey, by the way, uh, while doing my research for episode two of uh, Blue October, uh, I came across some news on there that I think you'll enjoy. I did not mention it my oh, really? I did not mention it. For episode two. Would it be a trade suitor? Would it be a suitor for Hunter Dozier? No, something even better. Uh, it was some <sighs> news on there about the Royals signing some of their draft prospects. There are some of their oh, draft really? picks, such as hey. Eric Skoglin. Uh, a bunch of guys that I didn't recognize the name of, and one guy and another guy that made it to the major league roster. Any guesses? Uh, Eric Skoglund. A bunch of dudes that never made it to the to the big leagues. And this other former big leaguer for the Royals. That constitutes a lot of people, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was on the Major League roster for a long time. 2017. 2016 or 17? He was drafted in 2014. 2014. Oh, I feel like I know who it is, but I don't know who it is at the same time. When I say it, you're going to get violently mad. Alright, say it. Ryan O'Hearn. 
Tommy has got up and he has left. Ryan O'Hearn. I guess this is turning into just an episode of Notorious BDG. So for the next few minutes, I will shit on the Saints. Uh, the Saints will go nowhere. They're an irrelevant franchise. They got lucky in the 2010 Super Bowl. They didn't even deserve to be there. They had a bounty gate. It was the only reason that they went to that Super Bowl at all. The Vikings should have represented them, and the Colts still would have crushed the fucking Vikings. The Saints were absolutely hey, nothing. Hey, Brett Favre shouldn't have never thrown that fucking football right to a Saints player, by the way. Hey, maybe the Saints shouldn't have had Bounty Gate going on where he was running for his life scared because he had a fucking concussion from that game. I'm pretty sure he had a concussion well before that game. No, he had a concussion because of that game. Maybe he shouldn't have not thrown it to a Saints player. That was he had a fucking open. concussion... Because of the bounty gate the Saints had on him. Oh, whatever. You guys have been in a rolling franchise ever since Andrew Luck retired. Look who the fuck is talking. At least we went to the Super Bowl with our replacement quarterback to Andrew Luck. What have the Saints done with theirs? Get fucked out of a Super Bowl like two or three times? With the replacement to your quarterback? Oh, no, but... Exactly. Anyway, back to the Royals. They're shit. <laughs> really? Ryan O'Hearn? Ryan O'Hearn, 2014. I saw that and went, ooh. That's a name. I remember being on beat on being on BTT and you calling for his head multiple oh, times. Ryan O'Hearn? Yeah. As to the Royals needing to trade him or just cut him multiple times. Do you still feel that way? I mean... Or do you wish... Hang on. Real, real, real fucking question for you. Who would you rather have right now? Hunter Dozier or Ryan O'Hearn? Definitely Ryan O'Hearn. Like right now, with how with how Dozier is playing right now, oh, I'd take Ryan O'Hearn in a fucking heartbeat, my guy. Oh man! All right, all right. Here's another one. Since this is a a good uh segue into our next segment here as you're gonna have to be the one to get that all set up for our watch along here while i do this so if you would please get that set up so we could be a part of this um okay uh who would you rather have would you rather have Oroldus Chapman and uh, Amir Garrett or Jason Frazier and Luke Hochaver? Hey, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. Say that again? Would you rather have Aroldus Chapman, current Aroldus Chapman, 
and Jason Frazier or Luke Hochaver and Jason Frazier? Oh. 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 That's a great question, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the funny thing. It's just hilarious how good a Rolgus Chapman is. I feel like he's doing this out of spike just to fuck with Yankees fans, and I love it. Because he's hitting, like, 103 on a regular basis. And I guess he couldn't do that with the Yankees for some reason. But, oh, but Hochaver, Hochaver and Frazier were part of that 14-15 bullpen. I gotta go with Hochaver, man. Hochaver, Frazier? They were so in, yeah, they were so integral to that. They really bullpen. were. They really fucking were. Alright. Do you have that uh, link to the video? I'm gonna send in the link real quick so I can just. Um, just literally look up the Rise and Fall of the Blue October. That is not the right video. That is Dome Domination. I mean, we could react to that. You want to react to that as well? We got no. time. What? We got time. God, that was... Look at that thumbnail, man. <laughs> that is peak quick. I need a thumbnail real quick. What? Oh, me? Yeah, you look fucking stupid, bro. Anyway. You got the video ready? Hold on! So this will also be your time to ask questions and stuff about the video process and all the research and such. Hi. Oh my god, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Pause it. Go back to... Go back to zero zero. I am at zero zero. Okay. So, I would just like to state this. This video was, what, two years in the fucking making? Uh, yes. I mean, this was this was a lot of work that went into this video. Uh, do you remember what the video originally was going to be about? I don't remember, honestly. Salvi's case to be MVP. In oh, the 2021 yeah, that's right. season. I guess it was. 
Uh, and then it just turned into this. Uh, so this is The Rise and Fall of the Blue October, Episode 1, Rebuilding a Kingdom. I'm currently working on Episode 2 as we speak. Uh, Tommy, any thoughts or questions before we get started with this? And feel free at any time to pause the video and ask any questions you might have or comments. Sound good? Good. All right. Go ahead and play. I'm Brock Gordon from B. Carter Entertainment. Now, you may recognize me from such illustrious programming here, such as Big Time Talkers, We Are Not Entertained, Earning Our Stripes, The Vlogs. Maybe you've read one of my articles that I've done on today's subject. Uh, basically, as you can tell, don't hide it here on be covered this weird mask. Okay, question. Hmm. Why the hell do you have your sunglasses off? Dude, I told you, this light that I have here is bright as shit. Plus, I was just, I had just woke up and I was still drunk, so my eyes were bloodshot. <laughs> but it's like, couldn't you have, like, I don't know the light somewhere completely different where you don't need to wear your sunglasses i mean it needed to light up my face that's the thing is that the the only question you have there that's the only question i have right now okay go ahead and hit play so fans of the kansas city Royals, just listen to any episode of big time talkers during the baseball season or even leading up to one hell the first episode of the relaunch of Big Time Talkers was recorded in the middle of a Royals parking lot before a game between them That's and the right, Reds. That's right, it was. Had a concussion. Billy Butter, uh, no, pause it, pause it, pause it. Do you remember the first major talking point we had to talk about on the original, or the first episode of the relaunch was? Oh, what was it? Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it came out that he might have had a relationship with Rachel Nichols. Yes. In the bubble. That was the first major talking point on Big Time Talkers of the Relaunch. <laughs> I had a fucking concussion. We went to see the Royals and Reds. Jesus Christ. How times have changed for us, man. Blind love and loyalty to this team is what caused me to go. Oh, I can actually kind of see the bloodshot in your eyes. As you may be aware, we have been fans of this team and became fans of this team during the very dark days. I'm 23, Tommy's 22, Ben's about to turn 22. We became fans of this team during dark days. Alright, what we're gonna do here, and you're watching. You about ready to go in your hard times, bro, my guy? Dude, I'm not gonna lie. So. These are how I, so I do one at the closing, or one opening and one closing. With the exception of, on this episode, this newer one, I'm add, had, putting some additional input in, such as uh, talking about, I'll go ahead and reveal this right now. Uh, the spot that I'm doing right now and I'm doing a lot of work on is that 14 wildcard game. Uh, and I went back to research and this was after I had their article written, and I'm going through, and pretty much everyone had picked the A's to win that game. 
So I have a little cut-in spot where it's just me you here. You know what? You might have also need to add this little tidbit. That was like, uh, that game was on like a Tuesday night, wasn't it? It was because it was the day after the Chiefs beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football in the Monday Night Massacre where they broke the record for longest stadium in the NFL. That's right. It was. And I mentioned that in the video. I was going to say, I'm like, are you going to mention that? I did. It was mentioned, but it's me cutting in, and I'm just like, yeah, every all these experts were choosing the A's to win this game. And they also, these were the same experts that had the Nationals, Dodgers, Tigers, or uh, A's winning the World Series that year. To be fair, the Tigers were somewhat decent that year. Oh, the Tigers were an absolute machine. They were really good that year. They were. They had been a machine from. Oh shit! I want to say about '05 is when they started being a machine. Well, bullpen cop. Anyway, but yeah, so I have these little cut-ins, so we'll have this one here. I'm most in. Oh my god, the dude! When you see that fucking intro, I love it so much. Anyway, hit play. That's literally the only drone shots I could find of Kansas City. It's like you can, I don't know, buy a drone, fly it yourself. Not in that fucking quality it wouldn't, but anyway. Fuck. I've seen your bank account. You are financially stable enough to buy a very high quality DJI drone. Whatever, just hit play. By the way, I still get goosebumps at this part every time. To understand this team and our story, we first must go back to 1975. Don't fucking ask how I found this footage. The Royals hadn't made it to the playoffs in the franchise's short history. That is that is old Municipal Stadium. As Royals would make a run at the how exactly did you find this footage? Back then, there were only two divisions. I don't remember. They would fall just short. Of the playoffs. Well, I found it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a fucking gold Five mine. games back of first. You may be wondering why I'm telling you this. Well, Jesus Christ, dude. This would be That's the old Muni. The foundation for the Royals for the next 17 years. This was the start of the Royals run, where from 1975 until 1993, the Royals only had five losing seasons. And in one of those years, they still made the playoffs. Because of fucking course they did. To seven playoff series, two World Series appearances, including the 1985 World Series win from the Cross State. I love how the music timed up with that one. This would be the last time the Royals would make it to the playoffs. 1993 was the last time the Royals had a winning record. With 
a holdover from okay. 1985. Okay, pause, 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 pause. Greatest player in the history. Do you know how fucking hard it is to find footage of the 1993 Royals? Yet you found footage of the 60s teams. That's the fucking 70s. Go fuck yourself. Because they I'm used sorry, to do 70s, highlights. Whatever. They used to do fucking highlight footage. Dude, there are just some years of the Royals you cannot find highlights of. 93. Fucking 2012 was a bitch to find anything for. 13 was kind of easy. 14 is fucking impossible. Like, all the footage, all the highlights is literally just, oh, here's their playoff run. Motherfucker, I don't want their playoff run. I want what they did in the regular season. So that was hard as shit to find footage for. Uh, Thoughts so far, though? Really good. Still love that you used uh, non-copyrighted B-roll footage of Bond the Bridge. It's fine. Just hit play. Keep watching. Jesus. Here the Kansas City Royals. George Pratt is still on the field. Who, oddly enough, would be in the front office watching our story here today unfold. Those to find Rangers units fuck so hard. Special, we must first meet the mastermind of this team. Surprised you're not booing yet. Wichita, Kansas, which is in the heart of the Royal Kingdom. He grew up on the Royals. He watched the 1985 World Series. It was destiny for him to be part of the team he grew up watching. Before he joined the Royals, he started his career in the MLB as a scout for the Atlanta Braves in 1994. The Braves of this time were the kings of baseball. From 1995 until 2005, the Braves won the NL East every single year. They won the NL pennant in 95, 96, and in 1999. They beat the Cleveland Indians in the 1995 World Series to claim the team. Wait, what was that little snippet? That is from... There was a text snippet. That is literally from MLB.com and MLB's official uh, YouTube channel. Because that's where I found this footage of them winning the World Series against Cleveland. It said boom. I don't know why it said that, but it did. Huh, okay. Team's third title. They were nicknamed the team of the 90s. In short, Dayton joined and helped build a juggernaut. In 2005, Dayton would take over as the assistant general manager of the Braves, where they won the NL East for the 10th straight time. On June 8, 2006, Dayton Moore was packed his bags and headed west of the Mississippi River and to Kansas City. One of his first words of business was to figure out how to build the Royals into title contenders. The 06 Royals were... Yeah, not good at all at this time. They went... 16 John Buck! Improving from the year previous by six wins. This had been Hang on, there's a shot the of the outfield of Old Kaufman coming up here in having a Having one winning season from 1994 until 2012. There were really good pieces on this team. Pitcher Zach Greinke, who was only in his second year with... Okay, I have a question. How hard was it to find footage of this team? Of the 06 Royals? Surprisingly yes. easy. Wow, okay. Surprisingly easy. It was easy to find footage of the... From about 06 till about 2000... Basically 06 to 13 with the, uh, besides uh, 2012. It was really easy to find that footage. 12 was fucking hard as shit because they were dog shit. 14's been difficult just because everyone's all they're wanting to show is their fucking playoff run. 
I haven't even looked at 15 yet. I'm 15's going to be a separate episode. I'm currently working on 14 right now. So there's part one, which is this, Rebuilding the Kingdom. Episode two is going to be Reclaiming the Crown. Uh, three is tentatively called Ascending the Throne. And then four is uh, I haven't named yet. But four is going to be basically sixteen till present day, which twenty sixteen on is going to ha- be really easy to find footage for. So, but yeah, this Zach Grinky footage we're watching right here, some of the easiest shit I could find. Uh, interesting. It's yeah, I know. There's actually like a fifteen minute sizzle Buck, here. This, this, look at old Kaufman. Go back. Jeremy Aftel, outfielder David DeJesus, second baseman Mark Griggs. So, it's so cursed to see old Kauffman Stadium. As like, when you see Kauffman today, you see all the stands that are out there. And, like, looking back, all you see is just grass. Dude. And the fountains. The thumbnail for this video, it's old Kauffman. I think I typed in 2007 Kauffman Stadium. And it popped up. And I'm like, oh my god. But, uh, hang on, have you heard some of the names that I've said on this? For who they had? Yeah, I heard David DeJesus. Well, hang on, go back. There are some other names you're missing. Back it up to about, uh, 515. And listen to the names. Catcher John Buck, who is one of my personal favorite Royals from this time period. Pitcher Jeremy Aftel, outfielder David DeJesus. Second baseman Mark Greg Zalonic, third baseman Mark Tien, and the legendary first baseman for the Royals, Mike Sweeney. The following year, the Royals Pause. would bring up the first two members of the 2014 roster. Pause. And with Mike Sweeney becoming more limited at first base. Dude, those fucking names. <laughs> Mark Greg Zalonic, Mark Tien? So, any guesses as to who the first royal I'm going to highlight being called up is? Well, you said Mike Sweeney was deteriorating at first base. Day, Eric Hosmer. Hit play. The royals needed a big bat and a big boy to step up to the plate and help them out. Fucking I love his face on that try. A power-hitting first baseman who was drafted by the Royals in a 2004 draft with a 14th overall pick. That was a lot of fireworks. That was a walk-off, too. Look at being athletic and laying out for that, by the way. Big right hander played first base. My accent came out. So why is your southern accent coming I, out when you're talking about him? I don't know. My accent came out real bad for him. Why? Why I, did your accent come out really fucking badly? I don't know. It got really bad on one of the takes that I was saying in this one. Yeah, apparently I say, it did on this one. It did. But no, no, no. One of the ones on this upcoming episode, it came out really bad when I was saying Captain Cornhusker. Like, my accent came out super bad. I did, like, 16 retakes, and I'm just like, fuck, I need to get rid of this accent. It's just like, Captain Cornhusker. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? God 
Damn it. I finally got one where it's like, it was no issue. And then, like, the rest of that sentence, the next, like, three paragraphs, I had no issues. I'm like, what the hell? But, yeah, I, it, I don't know why it came out thick. It doesn't come out thick, like, the rest of this episode. So. Only right, right here when you talk about Billy Butler. Only when I'm talking about Billy Butler. And with DH for the team, you become an all-star, a silver slugger. Billy Maynard's Major League debut on May 1st, 2007 against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He would single in his first game and would go 2 for 4 on the day. The Royals would lose that game. But Billy wasn't the only rookie on the lineup card that day for the Royals. While Billy may not be a Hall of Famer, the other guy has a case going for himself. Uh, also, great beat drop when he hits the guy in the stage. I know. You don't know how long that took. Alex Gordon from Lincoln, Nebraska. The former Cornhusker would be drafted by the Royals in the 2005 draft with the second overall pick. Do you know how easy it was to find his sizzle footage from 07, by the way? Look at that! Oh my god! This is the, this is the clip I'm talking about. Look how, look where it passed it. Look where I paused it. I know. Look at how look at how barren Hoffman sta- Stadium is at this time. Dude, this was the shot I was talking about. I'm like, couldn't remember when it was coming up. News coming up soon. It was this shot. Dude, I paused it like six, seven times. Like Jesus Christ! I remember going to Kaufman when it looked like this. On opening day, April second, two thousand and seven against the defending champion Boston Red Sox. Pyro! by a pitch to get on base. Jeez! Oh, God. That game, seven to Hang one. on. Pause it and go back. Go back to that shot base. of the outfield. Pause and go back to that shot of the outfield. And then hit play. And pause it on that, because, dude, that outfield was... Your mic's off, by the way. I can't hear what you're saying. Oh. Way too far. What the... Wow, why did we jump all the way forward? What the fuck? Dude, your mic is off. I can't hear you. He has a case going for himself. <laughs> Tommy's mic has decided to crap out of him. Come here, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it would there's like a top button press and it wasn't working. Anyway, hit play. By the way, I like on that clip I showed there, uh, the one random dude wearing the Lincoln, Nebraska. Brooklyn the former Nets hat. Would be drafted by the Royals in the 2005 draft with the second overall pick. We'd only spend it's not the, it's the during game. this, but pause it when it shows the wide shot. Not now, not now. There'll be a wide shot when he rounds day, the bases. April 2nd, 2007. Three, two, one. It's the defending three, champion two, Boston Red Sox. One. Getting hit by a pitch. Now, that. Look at that. Jesus Christ. Oh, my. Look at old oh Kaufman, man. That's cur- That looks so cursed. Well, yeah, now to us it does, but... 
Because now we're used to the Pepsi porch and there being a whole bunch of bullshit out there in the outfield. That's how it was. What? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Hit, hit play. Nothing. It has something completely different to do with it. Okay. Hit play. Or keep staring at your phone. Right. On base. The Royals would win that game 7-1. to one. He started his career at third base where he would struggle. It wouldn't be until later in his career that he Struggle is a massive understatement when he was at third base. I was being generous. That is such... You might as well say he was the greatest third baseman since George Brett. He wasn't... George Brett wasn't a third baseman. Was he like, oh, what? it doesn't matter. Still, he was getting compared to George Brett. Still, though, saying he was struggling at third base... Are you fucking struggling... My guy, he was ass at third base. I was being positive. There was nothing positive about being at third base. Sure, he was a good third baseman in Nebraska when he was with the Huskers. Uh, he was shit at third base. That was being so generous. He would become the masterful outfielder, winning eight gold gloves and becoming an all-star three times. The 2007 Royals would improve in wins, but would still only be 69-93. Jesus Christ, I forgot that was their record. Fortunately, 2000... I'm sorry, did you say 69? You said 69-93? Yes, I did. Wow. So I don't want to hear shit about this team being the worst that you've seen, bro. I had to comb through this footage and look through the archives for this, this shit. This team this year is ass. This team this year is ass, but I don't know if they're as bad as this 07 team was. They're, they might be on pace to be worse than this team. This 07 team's best player was John Buck. <sighs> 2009 and 2010 would be more of the same. However, the Royals would make some big moves in 2010, starting with the man, leading them on the field. Ned Yost was hired as the replacement of... Okay, I find it surprising that your southern accent came out with Billy Butler, but it doesn't sound like the southern accent came out a lot with Ned fucking Yost. It doesn't. <laughs> because I, I, I watched myself on it. I watched myself on it. Okay, alright, whatever. You say so. I'd do like 16 takes afterwards, because dude, it got bad. Trey Hellman for the Royals manager on May 13, 2010. He had been in Milwaukee as their manager from 2002 until 2008. Then he saw this hire as a smart move by the Royals. That's Luke Cochaver on the mound, by the way. Went from the same level as the Royals to the playoffs. Ned came in and would be the perfect man to get the young players in line and developed ready to make a run at the postseason. In time, Ned Yost would become the winningest coach in the history of the Royals, but at the time, they were terrible in 2010. The Royals would go 67-95. and 95. It was clear more moves needed. 67-95. 67-95. and 95. Again, I don't want to hear shit about this team being ass. 
But they are! Dude. Which leads us to the second biggest move of 2010 for the Royals. In December, Dayton Moore struck a deal that would bring two more key players in for the World Series run. Cy Young pitcher Zach Greinke and shortstop Yunetsky Bentoncourt. There's a name, the by Brewers the way. For two who? <laughs> you don't remember Yunetsky Bentoncourt? No. Who? He was a he was a shortstop for the Royals from like 2008 till 2010. Dude, he is goaded as fuck on MLB The Show 2010. Man has power. I don't remember. Man has power, can field, and hits for contact. He was only like a 62 overall. He was fucking beast. Huh. In fact, I think that's him hitting the ball right there. Interesting. I don't remember that. Two relatively unknown players. And then you wonder, well, when does it go too far? That's right. Oh, wow. Alcides Escobar. He was a slightly better known Here's player. Here's some curse footage for you. Alcides and Brewers here. He hadn't grown fully into the player that he would become yet, but the flashes were still there. He would become a human highlight reel with his plays at shortstop for the Royals. He would become the leadoff hitter for the Royals as well. And for always, Eski was a speed demon on the base pads. He would become an all-star, a gold glove winner, and then Safe. ALCS MVP in his time in Kansas City. Oh, he was he out there. a solid role player for oh, the team. Oh, he was out he was there, dude. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh. Oh, boy, he got thrown out. I, I looped that play over like six, seven times, including slowing it down. It, he was safe. Okay. <laughs> Brought in more first defense than first bat. The man he was brought in with would become a sensation in the MLB for years to come. So heat is not a problem. And a high fly ball, deep center. Back goes Kane all the way to the fence. And he is able to get it. I was uh, I was about Kane to say I'm like where's his DS hadn't gotten a full season of play. He would get sent to the AAA Omaha Storm Chasers. When he got to Kansas City, the outfield was manned by veterans. He'd only play six games for the team in 2010. His role would grow in 2012 and 2013, where he would become an All-Star, a Gold Glove winner, a Feelings Bible winner, and an ALCS MVP. He became the steady center fielder. A speedster and a reliable bat on the I don't remember him on right ever, 2010. But you know, whatever. Pitcher would make his What's that? <laughs> That's in the World Series. He's in right field. Yeah, because I think it was. I think because. I think Gerard like was how, in center. How odd the odd, like, uh, the dimensions are there. They were like, yeah, let's yeah. just put him in right field. So that means the outfield was Gordon in left, Gerard in center, and Kane in right. I think that's how it that's went. a goaded fucking outfield because that means that Nori's not playing anyway. For the playoff runs ahead. This one's one of my favorites. <laughs> Greg Holland made his major league debut in July 2010, where he struggled his first year. However, the following year, he only went five six appearances. With a 1.8 year. But notice how it stopped. He would become the closer in 2012 for the Royal. 
Either way, I'm pretty sure in that 2014 run, he had like a broken, uh, dislocated Tommy John Could shoulder. Be. I don't remember what it was. Could be. But, dude, look at that. Look at that season total right there. 59 games, 1.6 ERA. Man, dude. Oh, the Royals were just so fucking good at this time. It's so stupid. Like, the metal, the fucking amount of talent that was on this team. So, okay. Another little spoiler for uh, episode two that I'm currently working on. Tommy, can you name the six starting pitchers the Royals had in the 2014 season? The six? Six. Uh... Uh, 2014. Uh, you're Donna Ventura. Yep, there's one. Fuck. Um, oh, fuck. Well, let's take a gander. Luke Hochaver. Nope. He was in the bullpen. Uh, Danny Duffy. Yep, there's two. That's like the first two I think of. Shit, um... Um, One more of them would get a ring with the Royals. I know for sure Wade Davis wasn't starting at 14. No, he was part of the trio in the bullpen. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. You're missing the person that came over with Davis in the trade. Um, oh, shit. You want me to just tell you? Because there's uh, actually yeah, seven that started. You ready? Yeah. So you got a, you got two of them right. Yodano and Duffy both started. James Shields. Jeremy Guthrie. Bruce Chen. Jason Vargas. And Liam Hendricks. No fucking way. Liam motherfucking Hendricks. Three games was as a starting pitcher. Part of that team? Huh? What was that? Was Liam part of that 15 team? He was not. He had gone to Oakland at that point. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Le- wow. Liam Hendricks was on the 2014 team. And he was one of the weak links. Think about that for a second. <laughs> I cannot believe that sentence just came out of your mouth. Him and Bruce Chen were the two weakest links of that starting rotation. That's crazy that you're saying that. Considering where Liam Hendricks is now. I know, right? Because <laughs> I was going through for the research, I'm like, eh, this has got to be a different Liam Hendricks, right? And I'm like, no. No, that's the Liam motherfucking Hendricks. <laughs> anyway, continue. Some nice little trivia for you. Hold on, I gotta say something.
Why? They hit the fucking Pentagon. No, they didn't. Anyway, continue. Also, Jay-Z's album released the same day as well, by the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Alright, I'll resume it. Where he tortured batters and had fun doing so. God, that was He would soon form one of the scariest bullpen trios of all time. But the pieces still need to fall into place for that to happen. The 2011 season would be the year that most of the pieces did. As the Royals brought up youngsters that would do damage in the major leagues for years to come. Including one of Holland's trio in the bullpen. Kelvin Herrera making his big league debut. Yes, I found his MLB debut footage. Oh, that pitch was nasty. Would come Dude. In late 2011, where he would come in in relief. It didn't go so well for him, but he was on the major league roster, and he wouldn't look back. That's Jeff Francoeur, by the way. In 2012, he would have a 2.35 ERA, the lowest on the team that year. He would also pick up three saves for him. He and Holland formed quite the duo in the bullpen for the Royals. However, the Royals still needed another good starting pitcher on their roster. And the future ace for the team arrived that season. And he puts it over the mound. No play. The Royals tie the game. <laughs> Danny Duffy gets his first major league hit. A bad. Danny Duffy was taken in the third round of the 2007 draft. So much. A master of the strikeout, the Duffman came into the majors with little hype around God him. God damn! As no one knew who he was or how good he really was going to be. In his debut on May Dude, he had nasty shit. He failed to get a decision in a loss to the Texas Rangers. The first two years were rough for the 22-year-old, as he was thrust into a dumpster fire that the Royals were at the time. He would need Tommy oh, John shit. surgery the next year. In 2013 and 2014, where he proved himself to be a pitcher the Royals could depend on. Fuck you, Correa! On the lineup that he debuted with would be a player that would become one of the best first basemen the Royals have ever had. They debuted on the same day? No. But he was in the lineup. Okay, this is what's cool. I found his... Pause. I found Hosmer's debut footage of the game he debuted for the Royals. Like, this is his first at-bat in a Royals uniform at Kaufman when he made his debut. That was an draft. Coming in with all the hype in the world, Hosmer was the hope the fans had been waiting for. It's not Casey McDonald, it's a weird looking. What? Anyway. You got the joke, right? I got the joke, just... He would make his debut on May 6, 2011. In front of a home crowd in Kauffman Stadium as he played first base. He would be walked twice in the game and the Royals would fall 3-2. But it did not take long for him to find his footing. Five days later, he would hit his first major league home run at Yankee Stadium. That was uh, just the start of the win. Oh, damn it. Still Tommy, no! no! I got I got it. We're back. We're back. Also, I would like to say... Oh, his first Major League home run was at Yankee Stadium. That's not a surprise. And that's the new one, too. Yeah, hey, and that is his first home run. Like, I took care trying to do the Yankee Stadium. 
that was just the start for the future All-Star. He would hit 19 home runs that year and bat 293. He would become a four-time gold glover in Kansas City. And a month after he debuted, the Royals made another call-up. And this one have a call all of his own. Adam Jones. I still had that bobblehead, by the way. Did he make that catch? He did! Mike Moustakis was selected the second. Bro, after he made that catch, I went insane, bro. Same. I lost my damn mind. Overall pick in the 2007 draft. Debuting on June 10th, 2011 against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Got a question. Mm. What do you ever think happened to the Moose guy? I don't know. That is a great question. I mean, I, I hope he still goes to games. Oops. Maybe he's the Sasquatch guy now. Uh, no, he is definitely not. That's probably some intern. Eh, maybe. Anyway. Are you looking up what happened to Moose Guy? I'm looking at something different. <laughs> okay. Continue. Get a hit and come around the score. God, that swing was beautiful, man. The Royals would win 4-2. Mike became another power bat for the team and would end the year with 18 home runs and batting 263. He became an all-star for the team and at one point had the single-season home run record for the Royals. The third baseman was known for his crazy dives into the stands, something that ran through the dugout a lot on the Royals around this time. Big Culps were not done yet for the Royals. One more player was called up. And it's a man that is still on the roster to this day. <laughs> he just knew that was gone. He fucking stroked that so much. You know what stinks about... That was last season, wasn't it? That was 2021. That's how long I've been sitting on this. You know, what's, you know what's ironic about that series against Seattle? That's what sunk them. That's, that's what I was about to say. That's what kind of screwed them of getting it uh, into the playoffs that year. Yep. Because they kind of needed to win that series, and they didn't. Because Salvador Salvi just decided to be like, I'm that motherfucker. <laughs> and just, I want to be the MVP. Motherfucker said, I'm him. Continue. For a grand slam in the Royals' second in the last two games. In the bullpen. Salvador Perez was signed to an international deal in debut on August 10th, 2011, against the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, there's Look at that. Oh. That was during there. the COVID restrictions. Oh, okay. I was like about to say, I'm like, because yeah. there's fucking no, no one Co- there. COVID restrictions. The Royals. Many times I did that year, lost the game. A lot of his highlights are going to be from... The the ninth inning. Salvi would play 138 games, bat 292, and hit 13 home runs that year, along with an all-star appearance in his first yeah, If you see run. that score bug right there, the it's probably during the COVID restrictions. 2007 for $65,000. Also during COVID? Yeah, this was... By the way, did you hear how much I got signed for originally? 
Oh, it was like super cheap. Sixty-five thousand dollars. catcher in the history of the Royals, seven-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glover. You need to read, did you add the fact that he's now captain? No, this, the, all this was I recorded. Like you should re-edit it and say, editor's note, this is before he was announced as captain or something like that. Eh, I'll do that Come for 2023. Three-time Silver Slugger. Salvador would be a defensive whiz with power. One day would become the best home run hitter the Royals would ever have. The Royals roster would stay the also same. Also, the worst 2012 person in 2014 to take some of the worst swings at some of the worst pitches you'll ever see in your life. There's a reason that you cannot find any videos from the 2012 Kansas City Royals season. In the first month of play, the Royals won six out of their first 21 games. Again. I don't want to hear any better from how this there. team is shit. There is a reason that this season, the 2012 season, is sometimes referred to as the lost season. The Royals and their fans would know nothing but pain the, throughout the whole year. We don't talk the about The entire that. year, it felt like they were trying to make up ground for the terrible April that they had had. By the All-Star break, they were 31-47. and 47. By the end of July, they would fall to 42-60. and 60. And the worst part about it, the Royals hosted the All-Star Game in Kansas City. When you ask a Royals fan about that season, the most common answer you will get is, wasn't it that year that we booed the Yankees guy during the Home Run Derby? Hell yeah! Guess what? Hell fucking yeah it was. Trust and believe, I had plenty of options for this footage. Robinson Cano was chosen over Billy Butler that year by Derek Jeter to partake in the Home Run Derby. Cano would go 0 for 10 in the first round. To the delight of... Did I ever tell you about the Home Run Derby? Uh, I had a chance to be one of those kids. Oh yeah, you did tell me that. Because like it was, I think State Farm was the sponsor. Mm-hmm. And, like, they always had, like, they had, like, they wanted, I think they wanted, like, the local like, agents, like, state farm agents around the metro area, I think. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And their son didn't play baseball, but they still wanted a kid. I think I was one of them, but then they found someone else. It, you know what's funny about that? They told me that, like, two or three years after the... Damn. Like, after the game happened. Damn. Plus, Billy Baller should have been in it. Oh, 100%. Changed my fucking mind. 100%. The Royals fans in attendance. That was the highlight of the 2012 season for the Royals. The Royals would finish 72-90. and 90. The best moment of the year for the fans was booing a Yankees player and chanting Billy Butler's name. The Royals that offseason had to get better, and they did with one trade. On December 9th, 2012, Dayton Moore worked some more of that trade magic of his and struck a deal with the Tampa Bay Rays to acquire two players that changed the direction of the franchise. Pause. Pause. So, just before this clip here, that was all that I had done for two years of this documentary. So, up to this point, so up... Oh shit, sorry. 
up to like the 18 minute mark that's all you had for two years uh, uh basically after the 2012 season that's all that i had huh until about a week and a half ago when i was going through i'm like damn i haven't uploaded anything on the channel recently what do i got what do i got hey i still got the blue october video here and i'm kicking myself I'm like well i'll just release it as a preview you know whatever put a disclaimer that it was never finished da, 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 da. and i'm like no fuck it i'm gonna finish this son of a bitch and lo and behold i'm working on part episode two and it's already almost done it it just needs some more video clips and it'll be up not this week but next so that's a nice little tidbit there of uh some behind the scenes stuff there for it go ahead and hit play the first player acquired in the trade was a young right-handed pitcher named wade davis before he was a waiter and the waiter he was a busboy while the royals put him in the starting rotation when he first arrived in kansas city it became clear that the best use for him going forward would be coming out of the pen in his first season in Kansas City, Davis went 8-11 with a 5.32 ERA. The following season coming out of the pen would be the difference the team would need going forward and would help his career. Following him becoming a mainstay and a threat in the bullpen, he would earn three all-star appearances in Kansas City. The man he came over with would make an immediate impact as soon as he stepped on the mound for the Royals. James Shields came into Kansas City a proven winner. Of the I feel like that trade, they they didn't really give up anything for that, did they? Will Myers. Huh? Will Myers. That's oh, about it. That's... that's about it. But even then, that wasn't that didn't really hurt the Royals because Will's pretty much just turned into an average player. Yeah, I know, but like you know, in hindsight, when you look back at it back at the time, you're like, damn, we could have had that on the team. Okay, but at the same time, you look back in hindsight, without this trade, I don't know if the Royals go to the World Series. Back-to-back -back years. That's actually, you know what, you actually make a very valid point. Like, that trade... Veteran who had already... As I mentioned in here, the... In the, uh, I think I mentioned in the 2014 one I'm working on right now. Um, that trade, in hindsight, is the most important trade, I feel like, and most important transaction in Royals history. Just because of what came over and what was given up. Because the Royals didn't give away dick when you look back in hindsight. What the Rays gave up in hindsight? They gave the Royals two World Series appearances. James Shields was never part of the... 2014. 2014. He was part of the 2014 Royals team. And he... Appeared as I mentioned in here, he appears. He appeared in the 2008 World Series for the Rays against the Phillies. Oh yeah, no, I know. Like All Star, he, I, I will stand by. This was the most important transaction in Royals history. And had pitched in the 2008 World Series for the Tampa Bay Rays. In their loss to the Philadelphia Phillies. There it is. 
Shields brought some wisdom to the team as to how to play, to win, and how to play in the postseason. To a team that, before his arrival, really, anything beyond the regular season was pretty much just a pipe dream unless you were somehow good enough to be traded away from this team. That's all that the Royals fans and players had known up until this point. Any sort of hope was really just unheard of. Shields would go 13-9 and in his first season with the team. A winning record with a 3.15 ERA. Considering the ragtag rotation that he was in... Oh my god, pause. pretty impressive. Pause. Royals You're about to hear some of the members of this fucking Royals rotation for 2012. Holy shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. This time was an abysmal starting staff. Only two of the five starting pitchers would start the next year. Wade Davis, as we briefly mentioned, would go to become the setup man of the bullpen. While such illustrious Royals legends such as Irvin Santana and Luis Mendoza would soon be let go in that offseason. One of the replacements for that rotation... Ah uh, yes, the future ace of the franchise, Luis Mendoza. Remember when they were touting that? I wasn't expecting to hear that name. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Oh man, yeah, dude. This I put a, if you can't tell, I put a lot of heart and soul into this. So we're almost done. Power through it. So Tommy stares off into the distance, woefully. Thirteen season. That man would be nothing less than controversial. Here we go. Billy, you had to use this clip. What else? Uh, hang on. Game seven? What? Game six? No, this was the Game brawl. Six? Against the Orioles? This was 2015 regular season. Tell me, what is a more iconic Ventura clip than that one? When you think of him. Literally his entire performance, Game 6 of the 2014 World Series. I didn't want to give away World Series clips. Okay. But no, when I think of him... By the way, there's Whit Merrifield with his back to us, by the way. Just, just casually, there's Whit Merrifield. Yeah, he's just standing there. Just standing there trying to break up a fight. I think the number 19 is Chesler Cuthbert, by the way. So there's a name for you. Go ahead and hit play. We're almost done, man. You're almost there. Yodano Ventura only made three starts for the Royals in 2013, where he would go 0-1 with a 3.52 ERA. His presence would be felt in the future for the team, however, as a starting pitcher. As over the next three years, he would become a dominant, stellar pitcher for the Royals. Of course, any dominant pitcher must have a nickname. So with his tremendous pitching and his last name, it would only be fitting that he would earn the nickname of Ace. 
behind the defensive play of the Royals, along with the emergence of such young stars as Eric Hosmer, These Mike really Stockis, Alex Gordon, and a certain three-headed monster coming out of the bullpen, the Royals would actually earn their first winning season in 10 years. However, just like the 2003 season, what a just row. Going on the I know. Going what a row, my guy. 76. The next year would be one that would test the medal of the Royals before they could make that one final push in the season. The Royals would pick a- the hell is that on there? Uh, the Joplin patch. This was after the Joplin tornado. Oh, that's right. This was this was like right after Joplin. Yep. Two players that, well, not at the center of our story, they are important nonetheless. Nori Aoki was brought in to take over right field duties from a constant revolving door that the Royals had had. Journeyman players, rookies that never worked out, past their prime players, and David DeJesus. Why did I sing out David DeJesus? <laughs> David DeJesus was fucking awesome. Damn right he was. As for Omar Infante, took over duties at second base from longtime second baseman Chris Getz, who just never could be more than an above average to average to just terrible ball player. Most of the time, just a low average player. With these pieces and the addition of Jason Vargas to the starting rotation, were ready to roll out into the 2014 season. What they, or anyone in Kansas City knew at the time, was what would await them in the season ahead. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Rise and Fall of the Blue October. In the next episode, the Royals are gearing up for a very... You can still see how bloodshot my eyes were when I recorded this. Fateful year in the history yeah, I can of the franchise. See that's that's why the sunglasses are on. Or well, finally, they live up to their name and take the crown. I'm Brett Horton. Until next episode. Thoughts. Tommy. Thoughts. Awesome. Love it. Uh, any questions you have? Nothing really. Nothing. You just ready to wrap this some bitch up? Yep. So you can get some sleep before tomorrow? Yeah. Well, uh, unless you have anything you want to add. No, nothing really. Uh, what you got coming up this week? Uh, uh, sometime tomorrow I will give you Wayne. Finally? Or are you going to have to re-record it? I don't know. I got to listen through it again. Okay. Might want to add some stuff. Re-record it sounds like ass, I'm probably going to have to re-record it. Oh, no. Knowing, knowing, knowing me, I'm definitely going to re-record it. Yeah. Any articles? Um, I 
I haven't thought of anything yet. <laughs> you need to. It's been two months since you've had one. Yeah, I fucking know. Probably gonna have to add Atlanta's City Connect uniform somewhere. Well, I know, but you do that at the end, by the way. Yeah. So that's that's for future Tommy to worry about, not current month Tommy. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking worried about that. Um, I remember that uh, article I was talking about with Brady Cook. Yeah, that comes out this week. I got sidetracked with this Blue October stuff, so that didn't come out. But that Brady Cook versus Anthony Richardson article comes out this week, as well as finally, as soon as I'm done we're done recording here i get to start doing the simulations for miami my miami marlins article to see what could have been if they didn't uh trade all those guys away that they traded away so all right i don't know what mr ben has coming out uh i don't know if he's gonna have anything coming out we we really just wish he's okay and everything. We love you, brother. Love you too, man. We always gotta kiss the homies goodnight. Socks on, of course. Socks on. Socks, yes. Yeah, socks on. Socks on. Gotta make always sure we touch him and kiss him on the forehead with our socks on. On the lips. Tongue. Socks on. Socks on, though. Socks on. Oh yeah, I got the socks on. The grippers are put away. I I got grippers I got the shoes, no socks on right now. Shoes only. So there are still foot garments on. Yes, there are foot garments on. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at dude underscore rex fourteen. Uh, Brock, where can we find the Twitter page again? At B underscore card ENT, the B, the C, and the E are capitalized. Stay tuned. The episode, the day this episode of BTT comes out, uh, there will be live Twitter reaction esque things to us at the Mavericks playoff game. I, I don't know of what sort there will be, but uh, there will be something. Maybe maybe a drunk Tommy. Ooh, could we have drunk Tommy? Yeah, yeah, no. I, I don't know. Tommy drink at game? Jordan's going to be drunk as shit at the game, so that's going to make oh, it really Of course he is. That's going to be interesting as hell. I think this will be the first time the viewers will be introduced to, Gord- er, to Jordan, by the way. Gordon? That's your last name. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, listen. Anyway, I think this will be the first time the viewers will be introduced to Jordan, by the way. Probably. Because, I mean, they've been introduced to Brent. Macy, of course. Nate. Ben, you, me. Jordan would make what? Number seven? My dad. So. They've, they've been introduced to my dad. And my sister. They've been... They were on early B-card content. Oh, my God. Now I'm thinking about it. Talking years ago. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at BarkGorton99. The B and the G are capitalized. Next week, y'all keep fucking asking for it, so fine. More Q&A. <laughs> also, that one motherfucker that was really happy about Tommy saying he'd suck a dick to, for Knights of the 
jail. Old Republic. Directly to jail. You did not have to send me a video of you jacking off. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, I take back everything I said. Like, you, you could have, like, I don't know, DM'd him anything else but send it to me and the and and the official bt or the official b card uh social media guy don't call the police don't say that don't say that because there were boobies involved in it i have confirmation as to the gender i have confirmation as to the gender of our japanese fan now Oh, it's a guy? A guy that's a girl. I've seen too right, much. I've been Tommy Haley. I've been Brock Gorton. Carolina Copperheads. Game one. Boobies. Boobies. Yeah, boobies. 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 one for us your week everybody let's go uh let's go mavericks let's go kraken let's go who, who else are we rooting for who are we rooting for? Who, who are we rooting for in the nba playoffs tommy are we rooting for the suns phoenix oh, let's go suns baby suns in five suns in five Random ass duck noise? What the fuck, man? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.